What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fanalist.pod. Today, we're talking about draft day. It is happening in Cleveland this year, and I am joined by the great Rohan Ranjan on What's an up, NFL Sean? podcast. Um, Rohan, draft day. How do you feel? Like last year's draft, you know, it got canceled because of COVID and everything. COVID still is going on, of course, but, um, you know, somewhat return to normalcy. I'm really okay. happy to see these players back, like, you know, getting like that call, getting to walk the stage, hugging the commissioner, all that stuff. Definitely. I agree. Like last year just wasn't the same. You know, we saw um, all of the players were on Zoom. They kind of like just panned the camera to them when their pick was or when they were chosen. But this year, I feel like we're going to get more of the traditional draft that we've seen in the past years. You know, the players hugging Roger Goodell right after they get picked. You know, it's just nice to see like the world somewhat slowly return back to normal as, you know, this year has been kind of rough for everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know me, like with, with my, with at least my draft prep personally, like I always say in the span of 72 hours, we're going to see an infinite number of possibilities transpire, but at the end it's 259 dreams becoming a reality. Yep. And of course, to all those undrafted people too, like those are more prospects too ready to come into the league. So without further ado though, I do want to like, yeah, we're going to talk about the number one pick because why not? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like. <laughs> We, we know i think i think i think that the number one pick is like even though there's hype around who it is there's no hype around who it's going to be if that makes sense yeah like like we know who it's going to be you know oh, yeah 100 like, blatantly yeah. let's say it together three two one trevor, trevor lawrence, lawrence. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know yep. it's, it's no surprise um i think that the biggest question for him is just how is this game going to translate into the NFL? And like, um, before, before we do get into that real quick, I would also like to talk about Zach Wilson. I think I want to talk about them both in hand in hand together, because Definitely. those two seem like the common consensus going number one and two respectively to the Jaguars and the Jets. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So as we've known for months and months, I don't even think it's a debate that Trevor Lawrence is for sure going to go yeah. number one. He's <laughs> been the highest rated prospect ever since he was in high school, Sean. That's the crazy mm-hmm. thing. You know, even when he was a freshman in Clemson, People were mocking this draft two, three years ago. And they're like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going number one. He's that good of a player. Crazy. But, you know, like he had a really good freshman year. Um, I think that was the year he won the national title, yeah, right? They won the national and championship. He hasn't, been, he, he didn't play the same his sophomore and junior year, but it wasn't like a big fall off where I'm like, it's concerning. But definitely, mm-hmm. um, I think just with COVID and stuff like that, even his sophomore year, he didn't play as well as his freshman year, obviously. But right. I, I don't have any major concerns going. I'm still, I still think he's the most pro-ready. He's the best prospect Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. in the draft. But did you hear those comments um, that happened uh-huh. last week in the Sports Illustrated where his father and his high school coach yeah. kind of were talking about he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He's, even if he didn't, doesn't, yeah. it's not end-all be-all for Super Bowl for him. What do you think about that? Like as a head coach about to draft him, like is that uh-huh. concerning going forward? quite frankly like I feel like a lot of this stuff like when it comes to athletes like when you're a big name you're gonna get either like all this attention that's like gonna praise you or you get this attention that's just gonna like you know criticize you definitely and I genuinely believe that it's gotten to a point where like I don't want to say that Trevor Lawrence has been like like I don't want to say like he's oh like like he's gotten everything that he wants type of thing like he's not some spoiled guy like he's earned this you know what I'm saying yeah and he's earned it and like and like I don't think that's necessarily bad that you don't have a chip on your shoulder like I mean like I'm sorry not everyone can be Tom Brady mentality 
You get what right. I'm saying? Like, Definitely. like, okay, like not everyone's going to get drafted 199. Like, you know, you're not going to just go on, like win seven Super Bowls, whatever. Just, no discredit to Tom Brady. Absolutely not. But like the fact that like Trevor Lawrence has been ranked like the fourth highest graded quarterback prospect only behind John Elway, Peyton Manning, and Andrew Luck, like just speaks for itself. And that was also by ESPN draft analyst Mel Kuyper, who made that right. rating. Right. So that's insane to see. Exactly. Yeah. And like I think that I think that the, the concern is like, are we hyping him too much? Cause my expectations for him are like, like I think like this guy, yeah, like I think he's gonna be amazing. Dude, yeah, doesn't mean like, they're gonna make, like, you know, like there's that kind of stuff. Perhaps, talk. you know, perhaps like that, that, that there's already talk around that. And exactly. like I'm just like, I'm just like the difference between Lawrence and like any of these other quarterbacks in this draft class. It's so like big, like that gap. Definitely. But again, like, you know, then this brings me to my second thing. It's like, you know, I, I want to bring up Justin Fields, you know, even though he, he did bring up the fact that he has been dealing with epilepsy. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's really, really like it sucks for him because I think that he's going to see a draft day slide because I do have Zach Wilson, of course, going number two to the Jets. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. But, um, before we do get into Justin Fields, like I'm sure everyone, everyone's kind of ruling him out. The Niners are not in on Justin Fields. They're looking at Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Yeah, I, so, I, don't, I don't know. What, what do you think? Who do you think they're going to just, just give me your gut, like three, two, one on the clock. Boom. Who are you taking? I'm taking Justin Fields. Sean. I don't know. Like you're national, still taking Justin. Yeah. Fields. Um, Interesting. This, this national media thing. Uh, obviously I'm a 49ers fan. So I follow a lot of yeah. 49ers analysts who are more like, connected right. with the team and what right. they're saying is totally different than what the national media is saying i'll be honest mm-hmm. i really the, the media has been backtracking on their mac jones trey lance kind of stance for weeks and weeks yeah. now, ever since this trades happened i'll be honest i don't think that the national media knows who they're picking i think it's just all smoke screens they're yeah. just trying to build up hype for whoever Definitely. it is you know the only Definitely. person I who think, knows who it is yeah. is kyle shanahan He's the only you one. You think so? Yes. You think you think John Lynch doesn't? Have I I don't. I, I think John Lynch has an idea, but end of the day, who's this? Like you think it's, it's not like certain that he knows. Rather, I I, don't, I I mean I think night before the draft they should have it by now. But I think it was, <laughs> yeah. I think it was Kyle Shanahan's decision finally. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like no, there's there's no going against like who's the decision it was. But the thing, the thing that really kind of like ticked me off a bit was like was like John Lynch openly said the end of the day when you know push comes to shove shanahan is making this pick at quarterback yeah. you know and but but what we've been seeing is that shanahan has liked mac jones from the start yeah right we know that but then again the personnel department inside of the 49ers has been pushing for trey lance and then i even saw something that kind of said like you know shanahan's kind of like caving in and i'm like i'm like okay but yeah. you like mac jones but are you going to cave in just to satisfy other people's like, so they can sleep better at night picking Trey Lance? Because if that's not who he truly believes in, I like, I don't know what to really say. Like it's a very tough position for Shanahan to be in. And quite frankly, like all that I really have to say about this pick too, is that this pick can make or break the Kyle Shanahan, oh, John Lynch era in San Francisco. No, this is one of the most important draft picks that, Forget Shannon Lynch. This is one of the most important draft picks that the 49ers have had yeah. in years. History. You no, know? yeah. No, history. Yeah. I think we can go to that extent because they they have 
they have given up their future for years to come you know like this exactly. is this is it and like and like the number one thing though number one thing is that i know that everyone's like oh my god why did you guys trade that much up you know like well, why did you give up that much but in my eyes like i am such a strong believer in like if if you have a quarterback and you like him trade whatever the hell you want exactly. to, to get him because if he pans out to be this franchise guy, Super Bowl caliber, MVP caliber quarterback, the there is the no price you can put on that. So that is why I'm not, again, I'm, and, and even if the pick is Mac Jones, like I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, horrible pick. I might have picked Trey Lance personally, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like hate on the pick because again, these, none of these guys have taken a snap yet. I'm not going to judge them before doing that. especially right. when it's a Shanahan offense, I'm going to trust that they made the right decision because he is, he is still one of the most gifted offensive coaches in this league. Definitely. I think for me, either Lance or fields is, I would prefer mm-hmm. either of those two compared to Mac Jones. I've just seen a lot of things about Mac Jones. You know, he's a, as people say he's a system quarterback. He had a lot of weapons, obviously, with Devontae Smith. Model. I mean, yeah. who, who didn't, right? I mean, so did, so did Joe Burrow. But I think just Perhaps. the way he plays doesn't – nothing pops off the screen for me. He's not – I get what you're saying. You know I mean? Like, he's, he's not he's not the, the mobile, flashy guy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, did like you come what? on, like, Pey- Peyton Manning wasn't like that, though. Right, right. But, or, like, Tom Brady isn't like that. Like, I, I get what you're saying, though. I totally get what you're saying because, like, I think in a Shanahan offense, too, like, with the Niners, like, they're so good at the run game that I'm like – why aren't you looking at Justin Fields or Trey Lance? Because yeah. they have the ability to run that just opens up the field so much more. Like imagine because like they basically like I don't want to say that they almost replicate a Ravens run. They could, you know. I still think that the mm-hmm. Ravens are going to lead the league in rushing and everything, but because you know Lamar is a Lamar is a generational talent, quite frankly. But the Niners are definitely going to be top five in rushing. I right, think they're definitely. still going to be relevant over there. But the fact that they have these pass catchers like Kittle, Ayu, Debo Samuel, there are a lot of like yards after catch guys and just reception guys too. Those are much better receiving cores than the Ravens have. So I think yeah, that's a two-dimensional sure. offense. Which you have like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, like their arms are just absurd. Right, right. Now, speaking of uh, Lamar, like you said, mm-hmm. in the, his uh, press conference that they just had, um, I think it was Monday, uh, right. Monday or Tuesday, Kyle Shanahan said, for his quarterback, he wants a combination of Lamar Jackson and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And who does that remind wow. you? I would say either. I don't. I don't know if you saw that, but it was. I actually did not see. That's very interesting that you bring that up. Yeah. When I when I hear that, I think Trey Lance. I think Justin Fields. I don't think mm-hmm. Mac Jones. You know. That's From, yeah. I totally get it because there is no rushing aspect to him. Exactly. You know, exactly. there's no there's no He's mobility to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, quite, quite frankly, man, like at the end of the day. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna roll with Trey Lance and like there is a lot of talk about trading Garoppolo, blah blah blah. If he does get traded, I think that he goes for a day two pick, nothing higher than that. Right. Quite frankly. Definitely. Um but but I don't want SF to move Garoppolo like forcibly. You know, like they're like, oh shit, we have to trade him. Like, no, you don't. You can keep him around. And I think that especially if you get a guy like Trey Lance, it's worth sitting him for Same. a year. I agree. Let, let Garoppolo do his thing. And like you know, see where it kind of goes. I think that they move on from Garoppolo, if not this off season, definitely next off season. But like that's it. Yeah, I'm with you there. But from the reports I've been seeing recently, and the way that Shanahan was talking about Jimmy, they they asked. <laughs> not, I don't know if you saw it. They, they asked. They asked. Someone, one of the reporters asked Shanahan, "Do you think 
Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be in the roster by Sunday. And he goes on to say, well, I can't guarantee anyone in the world is going to be alive on Sunday. You know, what I'm kind like, of... what does that mean, dude? <laughs> right? Like, what... Yeah, what the funniest thing, actually, the, the best outcome to that was actually Kittle retweeted it and said, hey, coach, I'll, I'll let you know on Monday if I'm still alive. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, even in, like, the most serious, pivotal time this franchise has faced in the last decade, he's still, like, you know, joking. Yeah. And I, I love that as a leader. You know, he's exactly. he's there. He's good. But yeah, from what Shanahan's saying, I don't, I don't have much confidence in Jimmy being on the roster past Sunday. But I mm. personally, personally, me, I would hope that he would be on the roster just so that we have kind of like a bridge quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think that he's very, very good to keep as a bridge quarterback for again, sure. Again, I would not be surprised at all if he gets moved tomorrow or sometime this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I think that a team, though, to look at for you know. Clearly, clearly, okay. It's going to be Mac Jones and Trey Lance. For the sake of this podcast, let's just say it's Trey Lance. All right. right. Let's just say it's Trey Lance. Like, because, you know, they seem to be kind of out on Justin Fields for, you know, whatever reason. Now, at number four, you have the Falcons. Do you draft Matt Ryan's, you know, Sesser or Kyle Pitts? See, I don't know. I feel like Matt Ryan, he had a pretty good year last year. Their defense was the problem where they didn't, um, why they were losing all these games i don't think they're going to take a defensive player just because defensively the talent doesn't say top five this year you know exactly exactly and they've been feeling trade calls too which is very interesting exactly i feel like they're a good candidate to trade down but i think Mm -hmm. if they want i heard reports that they were going to trade julio right and i think if you want to trade julio maybe you can get more picks for him and you i think you at four who's the best available i think you just say who's best available and that's kyle pitts yeah, that I is Kyle Pitts. He's a trans- sure. transcendent tight end, as we've seen. Yeah. You know, he played at Florida with Kyle Trask, who's a very average quarterback to me. Yeah. He's still putting up numbers. You know, we've heard reports. Is what what do you have it at the he ran like a four or four, four, five. Something um, like that. Yeah, 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 he he's he's gonna be the next um tight end wide receiver combo. I think he's gonna he's gonna create a new position of a hybrid tight end. Exactly. And yeah. I think if you're Atlanta, you can't pass up on that going forward with an yeah. offensive weapon, especially no, like, if you're looking at Trey Julio. Exactly, yeah. The, the, I was just about to come to that. Like, so okay, the thing is that a Julio Jones trade is really not imminent. You know, like mm-hmm. based on salary cap stuff, like that's not going to happen at least after June first, and that's still a stretch to even a trade for it to happen after right. that too, because team needs to be willing to pay him. You know, whatever his contract is asking, and he, it's in the double double figures well above 10 million per season so you know drafting someone like Kyle Pitts you know Calvin Ridley has been great oh yeah I think that he's like that pillar at receiver that when you get Kyle Pitts that's like another huge guy like I feel like I don't want to say he is another Julio he's a very different player but I'm saying in terms of red zone though he can really compensate for that and what was really interesting to me was also that their newly hired head coach Arthur Smith like he said that Matt Ryan like he believes that Matt Ryan actually has two or more years left in him so that just completely rules out the fact that they should take a quarterback at four yeah I really don't think they need to honestly yeah again it would absolutely surprise me if they're like oh we want to take Justin Fields yeah you know who knows if if the Niners you take Mac Jones they're really riding that high on Trey Lance it would absolutely stun me but what's really cool about like this like you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, almost pick like all those picks is that like, you're going to see like a lot of these offensive players go off the board and at number five, I absolutely love Jamar chase to go oh, yeah. to the Me Bengals. Too. 
reunite like, with Joe Burrow. I, exactly. I just can't see anyone else. Like, see, I get why they might be looking at like um, what's his name, Penny Sewell, Penny you know, from, Sewell, the, yeah, or, yeah. from Oregon. Yeah, the phenomenal, phenomenal tackle. And like you know, when Joe Burrow's coming off a torn ACL, I totally get it. You know, invest in your guy, but getting him Jamar Chase too. I think that when a quarterback and wide receiver have like such good chemistry, very tough to replicate. You know what I'm saying? Right. They drafted T Higgins last year. They just lost AJ green in a free agency. And I think that they give him Jamar chase, like this Bengals offense, all of a sudden looks pretty scary. Definitely. Definitely. I think that Jamar chase or Sewell is definitely the choice of picks there for me. Yeah. I personally go with chase just because I think he's the best receiver, best receiver on the board Absolutely. and, and his connection with Joe Burrow kind of just puts it over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you can still get an offensive line through free agency um, or through a trade. I feel, you know, or maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe later in the maybe draft. Maybe later in the draft. Yeah, maybe later Perhaps. in the draft. Like they still have more picks. So I don't, I mean, yeah, you never know. Like David Bakhtiari was like the fifth or sixth round pick for Green Bay several yeah. years ago. I mean, there's some hidden gems in here. So exactly. But, you know, when you're picking at five, I'm like, I, 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 want, I want that flashy wide receiver. I need that guy on my team. Right. Um, so what do you think about, of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Speaking of Jamar Chase, though, like, um, I do want to bring up that he has been regarded to as the best prospect since Julio Jones, who we were just talking about. Right. Exactly. So, again, yeah, big name. But moving on to yeah, number six, I think you were just about to say yeah, Miami. So, yeah. So six, seven, eight is interesting. So we have Miami at six. I think that mm-hmm. maybe they trade back with um, Denver. And interesting. And I think Denver goes quarterback. So, so Fields probably then. So yeah. So for this podcast, fields we or said that Mac. Yeah. yeah. I don't think basically I'll, I'll this. how about this? It's either gonna okay. be Fields, Mac, Jones, or Chance again. Like we don't know how this order is gonna kind of shape up. Right. I'll tell you this though. If Mac Jones doesn't go at three, I would almost I would bet good money that he's gonna mm-hmm. slide past 10. Yeah. I Whoa. think that past I think that. 10 people around the league other than Shanahan aren't looking at Mac Jones as that guy. For some reason, Shanahan's infatuated just because he's like that build of quarterback that he likes, you know, that Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. type, Matt Ryan type of build. I get, I get what you're saying. But I think if he doesn't go three, I don't see him going in the top 10, maybe not even top 15 for sure. Um, Interesting. So what, do you, what well, do you think about pick six? Do you think Miami keeps it? Do you think they trade? I think Miami sticks at six. Again, if Jamar Chase is going at five, it's not the worst thing ever for Miami because they have Jalen Waddle actually ranked as their top receiver. So right. they're going to have him. They're going to, he will be available at six. Like, yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. It's guaranteed he's going to be available at six. Question is, do you go and do that? Especially with, you know, say well available. Yeah. I think he will be available to him. Just barring that Cincinnati doesn't take him with him available. They just, they just traded away. Um, was his name Eric Flowers back right. to Washington this past week. So I'm like, oh, now all of a sudden, like you still need to get to us some help. You know, he definitely needs a good O line to be successful. So and then the thing, maybe like, do you draft the receiver later, like at 18? Right. Like, do do you think um they would be more benefited taking an O line, like an offensive lineman first, or like a weapon for Tua? Because I think Tua's gonna really struggle in NFL without mm-hmm. good weapons. I don't think he's the type of guy who can just make something. Yeah with like a bunch of no-name receivers. Absolutely. Um, that no, like, you know. I think that, again, yeah, I think that it goes back to our entire argument for why the Bengals should take Jamar Chase. It's all about chemistry. And with Devontae Smith and um, Jalen Waddle, both Alabama receivers, 
one of them could reunite with their former Alabama quarterback. For sure. Chemistry so, matters a lot. Let me just ask you this real quick. So you said Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. um, to Miami. Are you saying that sure. um, do you do you have him as a higher prospect compared to Devontae Smith? Um, Ooh. I know there's concerns I'm... about Smith's height. Oh, sorry, his weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he he just won the Heisman, had a, an astonishing season, one of the best that we've ever Absolutely. seen for a receiver. But mm-hmm. is he who are you taking? What you're taking Waddle over Smith? I mean, personally, like it's tough because because Jalen Waddle has the right build and everything. You know, when it comes to physicality, like you can't you can't coach. You know what I'm saying? You can't coach right. size. If you get exactly. what I'm saying, like I mean, not not everyone can be the DK Metcalf. You know, you're not built built in a lab or something like that. But right. um, <laughs> but I mean, it is worth noting that Devontae Smith did say like he's like we're not bodybuilders, we're football players. And the thing about Devontae is that like what I just absolutely admire about his game is like he's just he's just raw. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? He's just yeah. he's just good at playing ball, dude. Like this dude can ball. Obviously, I don't like his size sometimes. Like you know, mm-hmm. like in the NFL, if he's running a streak and you got a safety sitting up top. I mean, if he beats the corner, if he takes a blindside hit, like I don't like those type of plays for like someone like him because he's so, he's not small, but you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have that physical stature that I like as much. Yeah. But again, because he's just such a like skilled player, I think that that all compensates as to why he still can be a top dog receiver. And the last thing I do want to say right before you interject over here is that he is not going to slide past 12. I agree. Like hundred percent, he will not slide past twelve because, because let's just say for the sake of it, let's just say Jamar Chase at five, Jalen Waddle at six, seven, seven. Keep up with me here. I think the Patriots trade up and take Ooh. Justin Fields. Okay, okay. All right, that's that's just how I'm looking at it. You said the Broncos could maybe jump with Miami, maybe get Mac Jones. Like who knows? Who knows if he if Mac Jones is to fall to nine? Right. A lot of different scenarios here, but. At 10, we know that the Cowboys are 100% taking a defensive player. You think so? I They're, I, they're locked they in. Should. That's what I've seen reports of. They should. I heard this thing this morning that Jerry Jones wants to do something. He said there's a chance that they can do something unconventional with pick 10. And I'm like, bro, just take defense. Like, your defense sucks. Yeah. You guys. I, no, they need a yeah. corner. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to be absolutely surprised if J.C. Horn is not the pick. I like him better than Patrick Certain. But I okay. have seen a lot of buzz around Patrick Sertan yeah. being over there too. Yeah, I think Patrick, um, Patrick Sertan. I think he's he's the higher rated um, corner for sure, prospect wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's concerns about J.C. Horn and the, kind of like his injury history that he had earlier in college. But I Perhaps. think that I think that the first corner for me would be Sertan, just from like how he's played Alabama. Um, I think I have I have him higher than. Both Farley, Caleb Farley, and yeah, uh, I think Horn. Farley's gonna drop too a yeah. bit because of those injuries. Like, but I did see like you know maybe the Saints could trade up and get him. Right, lot, lot again, lots of scenarios, man. It's crazy, but in terms of like in terms of defense, though, I do want to point out like Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah, I think that he's just again just this raw freak of nature, and he can. I think that he can go number nine to Denver. Maybe even eight to the Panthers. Um, okay. I like those. Even even seven at the Lions. Like again, if the Lions are sticking at seven, if they can trade down, and I, I'm pretty sure they want to trade down. Like, I don't know. Even number eleven at the Giants. Like, I see all those as possibilities. I think even if he does drop, 
up to 12 like again like the eagles like i think the eagles are for sure going receiver and there's a fairly good chance Devonte smith is available there right right i think for me um i would think that the lions would go receiver because they don't have galladay anymore right uh yeah and trying to get some new weapons for jared goff so i feel mm-hmm. like they would probably take either uh Smith. whoever's left over yeah. those top yeah smith or waddle whoever's like left over but i'll tell you this Perhaps. number eight i heard reports that the patriots wanted to trade with uh carolina yeah right so i definitely get that and like again like yeah like like that's why i'm like i'm like i'm oh, very intrigued by it but but the reason that i'm like i don't think carolina is gonna make that trade with new england is because i think that new england it's kind of like open kind of out there like hey we're looking at quarterback and like it's probably going to be fields because he's going to start dropping just a bit Mm -hmm. and what's going to happen i think is that carolina who just traded away teddy bridgewater to the broncos all of a sudden there could be a little not gaping hole for quarterback they do have sam darnold now but i think they there will be very very tempted to take jalen jalen um jalen model sorry not Jalen Waddle, my bad. Justin Fields. I'm so Justin sorry. Fields. Oh, yeah. I was I was so confused over them. My bad. But yeah, Justin Fields, because the thing is that I think I think the Panthers are definitely in the market for a quarterback potentially. Like if if a Justin Fields talent does fall to them. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel that it's in the Patriots' best interest to jump them one pick, go to seven Ooh, okay, at Detroit. Okay. And like, and again, I don't think Detroit really does not need that seventh pick. Like they can sit tight, they can trade back, and they can still get the guy that they want to make sense. Like exactly. I think Michael Parsons could still be available because again, the team that's looking at an offensive player trades into that top ten. Mm-hmm. Your defensive players are going to start falling still. So definitely, definitely, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see the top ten. You know, there's a lot of different scenarios with like offensive talent, but like you said, we could see mm-hmm. someone like Michael Parsons or. Patrick Sertan or even JC Horn go at 10, 11, 12, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think it's just, we're going to see, I think we're, I think, I really think that we're going to see a trade, which is going to change the landscape of the NFL. Like, like you said, the Patriots trading up Absolutely. would be huge. Absolutely. You know? um, I think that the bigger debate, the bigger debate in New England would be once, if, if they do draft Justin Fields, could be, who's going to be wearing jersey number one? Yeah. <laughs> and they and they're just or Justin Fields. Yeah, I think you got to give it to Cam, but we'll see. Yeah, let him keep it. Let him yeah, keep. Yeah. Let him keep that because that starting job might be gone. So. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Especially with you know they might trade for Jimmy too. So there's a lot to look at for New England. There's a lot of buzz. Yep. This is a busy off season for New England ever since free agency started. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I think that the team. The team that I'm also like really eyeing though, like as this draft progresses, is like all these bottom, you know, contending title teams. Is like oh yeah, the Packers, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bills. Like Packers, Ravens, I like Bills. I like all of those teams a lot. Like in terms of like what they can do in this draft, because I think that Green Bay, I don't care who is on the board, get Rogers a receiver, dude. Yeah, first round <laughs> someone. Like come on. I know Especially, that they've been doing a lot of work on Minnesota's Rashad Bateman, yeah, I believe. So I saw that too. He's and I and I kind of I kind of like him. I think that he'll be great as a number two, you know, alongside Devontae Adams, the day one starter. Um, a team like the Ravens, really tough to kind of again say who they're gonna get. A guy that I did really like, who's not gonna go in the first round, those Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, yeah. 
I kind of like him a lot. Like, I feel like he's like, he's a very hybrid player. Um, could drive you a second round, third round. I, I wouldn't think, be opposed yeah. to seeing the Ravens or the Packers go there. Even Elijah Moore, I, I kind of wanted the Niners to take him with pick 43. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll still be around then. But you're right. Like, people like the Packers, the Ravens, even the Bills kind of like would be in the running for a receiver. Um, you think so? Yeah, I feel like you think Buffalo. I see. Okay, I'm going. I got Buffalo taking Travis Etienne from Clemson, that running Etienne, from the running back, because I think that they they just don't have a run game, dude. Like I think Josh yeah. Young can sling it, and they were so successful with the pass game that they never had a run game. But I think in the with the Chiefs, it's like it's like when that pass game was not working, they do not have a run game to to rely on, and I think right. that he is the key to really opening up the offense, spreading out the field completely. You know, he can be a receiving back. Again, running back, that's his job. Yeah. For me, I think it was just looking at Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, like they're at the tail ends of their wow, career. Wow, I totally forgot. I totally yeah. forgot they got Sanders too. Wow. Yeah. But I think being the tail end of their career, I think you just work on your strengths, which is passing for them. But, you know, like as you, like you said, they definitely mm-hmm. needed – I think they had – who was it? Zach Moss at – running back yeah and yeah. Devin Singletary, Devin not, Singletary not great not oh, great yeah. season definitely year. not great but speaking of running backs what do you think about the Steelers I saw a lot of mocks with them taking Najee yeah. Harris they had one of the worst yeah. run games in the league last year I think they yeah. really they really need to get a running back I think Najee Harris would be a perfect spot for them absolutely no I I, I love Najee Harris I think he's a perfect three down bell cow back you know what I'm saying like right arguably like it might be premature to say this but you know if wherever Najee Harris goes I'm not even gonna lie to you like for fantasy teams like I'm gonna be eyeing him it's like yeah. my second round pick probably like already he'll probably be on my team oh, by yeah. the end of the second round because especially he just like has PPR. That, he's gonna get exactly, all those catches just, on third down he just has that ability to like you know catch the ball run the ball like, it's such an effectively high level but yeah I think sitting at 24 I, I'm not I don't I don't like that I don't want them to wait for him to fall to them, if that makes sense. Because, like, this mm-hmm. is not a guy that you want to wait for. And I hate the fact that the Jets are picking at 23. Because right. the Jets got a huge problem at running back. And, I mean, I I can almost borderline guarantee you Najee Harris is definitely the top-rated back in this class. Definitely. I'd be surprised if teams do have Travis Etienne over him. I wouldn't discredit it, but I'd still be surprised to see someone other than Harris go number one as a running back first. I think the thing with running backs is that they're just so disposable in the league. And, you know, there's not really highly rated. Like you rarely ever see a back go super high in the draft. And I feel like even if if it's a super Mm -hmm. high talent, teams are just kind of hesitant because they're like, there's always going to be someone else, you know, like look at all these teams. Perhaps even like injuries or like, you know, whatever it is. Like, I mean, we've seen Saquon. Saquon in my eyes is absolutely not a bust. Like when he's healthy, I Oh, definitely. I might not. take him any given day. Um, yeah, I mean Derek Derek Henry's definitely the number one back, but yeah. Saquon's definitely a close second, third. But these but, injuries are definitely concerning sometimes. Like that's so. For example, like the Cowboys with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Zeke's been having a really bad couple last couple of years where he's been his he's kind of been falling off, and Pollard has really increased. I think teams kind of like have seen that pattern where they're like these backs are kind of like they break down kind of easily. So yeah. it's it's not always in their best interest to take one high, but Najee Harris is kind of that dual threat with both running and passing, especially Absolutely. as a passing back on third down. Um, and I think if you're like the Ravens, it's not sorry, not the Ravens, the Steelers or the um, yeah. 
the Jets, you got to like beef mm-hmm. up that running game at least a little bit. Yeah, most certainly. And I think that if Pittsburgh can literally just get to 22 or higher, they just need to, they just need to jump the Jets at 23. They right. should be smooth sailing, getting the running back that they want. Because I would not want to see Najee Harris go and they're like, okay, let's take Travis Etienne. Because I'm like, I'm like, you don't want to settle for your number two, like whoever your rank, second rank running back is. Right. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's better than nothing. But it's like, it's like, come on, you know, you, if you want your guy, go up and get him. Right, right, exactly. It's going to be interesting. What's your bold take for the draft tomorrow? Bold take? I think the bold take in general should be should be whoever the Niners take, man. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to ride with Trey Lance. Like, Trey Lance, like yeah. That Niners pick is just – I think that I genuinely believe that everyone in the nation, if you're a Niners fan or not, oh, yeah. you're looking at that pick because that is just – like no, because what I love about that third pick is like I think that's when the draft starts. Definitely, you know Trevor Lawrence, you know Zach Wilson, and you're like, okay, now I can actually be surprised to see who it is. Oh, trust you know? me, I've I've been like scared shitless these last like couple of weeks, <laughs> seeing all these like rumors. You know, as a Niners fan especially, and I'm just sure. like, bro, I just don't screw this up. You know, even if it's like I'm not a big Mac Jones guy, but if he's your guy, prove it to me. You know. Exactly. Prove exactly. prove me that he was worth two first round picks and moving up that much. And Absolutely. I just feel like with the tape right now, Mac Jones just seems kind of average to me. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Shanahan likes his guy sometimes and we'll see what he does. I honestly I I yep. I, I I if I was a betting man, I don't know if I'd be betting on <laughs> any of these any anyone to go three. You know, it's so unpredictable. Oh, point. I get what we've you're heard, saying. Yeah. We've heard so many reports. It's just so uncertain, man. Like yeah. Who knows? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> It'd be absurd. It's 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 a marathon, not a sprint in the NFL for your career and the draft. But exactly. And you're going to the draft yeah. tomorrow, right? Do you have any? Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Just being in that. Have you have you been before? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I think I think it's 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 very it's very um, what is it? I want to say it's like humbling process. You right. know, just doing this, doing everything, going to the draft is going to be like one of those experiences I'm gonna love, but. Again, not a Niners fan, but I'm just so excited to see that third pick oh, live. <laughs> like, just see the reaction of like what's gonna happen. Right? I'm like, wow. I'm sure there'll be like other Niners fans that the draft's gonna kind of go. Yeah, because we'll I reaction. also think that even yeah, even though I think that it's gonna be Trey Lance, like I'm still gonna be surprised when they pick. Oh you know yeah, I'm like, I mean, like wow, like they did it. Like this is happening. Like wow. So yeah, it's been like know, a month. Absolutely, but yeah. you know until until I guess after the draft and we do a little recap and like see how everything kind of runs the town, we will know where everyone's going by then for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know, me and Rohan are going to be on that coverage um, live tomorrow. Of course, you know, just posting Definitely. all 32 picks coverage, hopefully live. Maybe I'll take a couple videos or something. Yeah. See yeah, how definitely. it goes <laughs> at the draft. But other than that, Yep. Other than that, that's all that we got for you guys today. Stay tuned for more at thefanalist.live. Sean and Rohan over here signing off. <laughs>